What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Smalley Talk Podcast. This is your host, Joshua Aaron Shrinko. <laughs> it's it's actually Krenkel, but you know. <laughs> well, my in family the old my family's from Kentucky, so I'm sure that got really <laughs> really rednecked <laughs> along the way. I like that. What's up, Christian Vaughn? What's up, dude? We're uh, we did a little did a little dinner with the fam tonight. Yep. Yeah. Little Checked on the youngster. Still celebration of the baby. Dude, we we lifted him up, anointed Owen. him, anointed him as the next freaking smallmouth god. <laughs> but which he will be. Which he has no choice. I, I mean, mean I had wants, two daughters. So if he wants my approval, it's either I mean, Henry or him. Yeah, I mean, if he wants if he wants us to get along, then yeah, I mean, obviously <laughs> take an If he wants me to love him, but he's gonna know. really like flowers. I feel like <laughs> he's just a flower. He's, he's gonna be a really manly like professional florist i like that i'm not hey florists are very productive members of society i'm not gonna be did you pop that beer already <laughs> yeah dude i popped it oh my gosh you're such uh, a premature we, we got uh dude i prematurely and we have we have a popped we have a beer review courtesy of um mr steve sell of auburn california uh, all the way from Cali. Cali. California way. Uh, I'm drinking a Bob's Your Uncle, which is a ESB ale. What's ESB? Something to do with British. Yeah, I don't know, but it's pretty good. I've just I've already had a couple drinks of it. It's called Moonraker. It's from the Moonraker Brewing Company. Where are they out of? Uh, or or oh, is, Auburn, California. Or as they say, Moonraker Brewing Company. <laughs> it's got a British flag. It's on got it. a British flag on it. So I'll be speaking for the. Rest of the episode. I'm really in a, <laughs> in a very classic British accent. I suck at accents, and I thought about trying a British accent there, and I just didn't want to embarrass myself. Let's hear it, dude. <laughs> Best British accent. Say, say, uh, my beer is is rather cold. My beer is rather cold. That's pretty good. <laughs> dude, don't doubt yourself. I don't know if that was British, though. I, don't like I feel like it was. It was like a... You're so like classically upscale British that you yeah, don't even have maybe. that Cagney accent, you know? <laughs> it's kind of like the gay or southern. <laughs> oh, dude, did we not really? We didn't release that episode, did we? That's, oh, we didn't. That's freaking. That's in the X Files, dude. That <laughs> was in the X Files. We're burying that one. I did a very non PC <laughs> bit on that one. <laughs> that's in the blackmail file, uh, dude. We're gonna we're gonna release that. Yeah. Well, that that was actually the last time we we went fishing together uh, on the way there, and. Um, didn't have a lot to talk about afterwards. We did actually. Yeah, we did actually. It was a pretty good. I day. don't know why we didn't. Well, I wouldn't call it a good day. We had good highlights of the day. Let's okay. That well, I had a good day, but whatever, dude. Well, either way, I'm gonna. Here's a. I'm gonna pop this. So we got to do the little right. thing here. Nice. Dude. That was a good one. I put my mic over there for that. So Steve Sell, thank you for the beer donation. Which one uh, are you drinking? You're drinking a different one than me. So, yes, same brewing company, I believe. Um, maybe not. It was in a four-pack, so I assume it's the same one. No, it's a different company. Okay. It says Crooked Lane Mandarin Pale Ale. This is an American Pale Ale. 6.1% ABV, 16 fluid ounces. Brewed in Auburn, California. 
And uh, Mandarin Pale Ale is one of our flagship beers, featuring fresh, fresh squeezed juice from Colwell Thundering Herd Mandarin Ranch. Man, you miss out on this one, bud. It's yeah. crisp and satisfying with delightful citrus aroma and dry finish. Mandarin season may only come once each year, but now you can raise a glass and celebrate year-round. Here, 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 here. In your Cheers, British buddy. accent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to the to the boys and the beers. <laughs> That was more like gangster. <laughs> I don't 19, know what that is. 1920s gangster. That That's another very gay accent. British? <laughs> there are gay British people. <laughs> no, but the accent itself is extremely gay. It's I the, can see that. I mean, they're from an island. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know what that meant. But I'm just saying it is a very gay accent. Like, if you, you could, they could say something, and you'd be like, what? What are, what are you mm-hmm. talking about? You know, but that's just me. That's Buddy, where, that's where I'm coming from with the accent. This game. is a, this is a good beer. Yeah, so is mine. Mine's great. I have, I have my all-time favorite beer that I'm I'm going to personally bring. It's a seasonal beer. Um, I'm going to bring on our next beer review and see what uh, what you think of it. And what is it? I'm not going to tell you. That's oh, a secret. Um, it is a secret. Uh, but anyways, <sighs> on the beer review, we're running a little low. So if you are out in Smalley Talk land, send us your favorite beer. Yeah, dude. It may be illegal. You may need to, like, you know, wrap it up really well, and it may be expensive to ship. But just come on now. DM me. I'll give you my address. Slip into this man's DMs. (sighs) Really, for real. Like, we need some beer. So I know you... Send him a picture of your thick cans. (laughs) (laughs) We want super thick cans. I like that. Um, we need beer. Dude, we've got lots of fishing stuff to be talking about. We do. So, And and we'll just say right now, Indiana is completely bipolar. We It was literally snowing at one point today heavily on April 21st, snowing heavily, and then within 30 minutes it was 48 degrees and sunny. It's insane, dude. Well, here's a – give you a little bit of a, um insight into the way our weather was. So on – Tuesday, I had to drive down to Louisville, um, which is it's a, a less than two hours away. It's probably like an hour and forty five minutes away. When I left Louisville, it was seventy two degrees and sunny. When I got to Indianapolis, it was thirty six degrees and kind of sleeting. Yeah, like that's insane. It's like good that, stuff, dude. That's crazy, man. Yeah, so that's where we're at right now. Global warming, you know what I mean? <sighs> I can't. I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> Snow in April. As much as we love it, it does have its downsides. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, so we've got lots of fishing stuff. Josh and I did go, as we alluded to, the episode uh, that is lost forever to time. Uh, one of the X Files, but we did go. Uh, both caught big fish. Caught a twenty. No big deal. NBD. <laughs> one of our. When was our? Our previous episode before this, where, what had we done right before that? Mm, I don't remember. Gather my thoughts. I think you'd done an overnighter, like right after, right before this last episode. I don't know. <coughs> I, don't, I, I think that I'm gonna look while we're. It's been a while, dude. We've been lazy boys. Yeah, We've but been, I think that was. Dude, Smalley Talk Nation is freaking moist hey, for I another saw, episode. I saw someone put it, send us a message, and it said that. <laughs> what did it say that? The wet boys are parched. The wet boys are parched. <laughs> and I'm not going to have that. I've been trying to get Josh in for an episode. He's very elusive. I don't know what he's doing, No, dude. we did it. We did the episode on April 2nd. 
So that was three weeks ago. Right. Ish. Um, I'm trying to think what I was doing around that time. Well, actually, we have quite a bit of fishing stuff to talk about, like that people may be interested in even hearing about. Uh, not just mm-hmm. stories about us, but like actually what's going on. I uh, had some pretty good insights. Yeah. Uh, just so everybody's aware of what the, the count is right now, though. Oh, I mean, God. I mean, I don't know if you even want to bring it up. You've made some ground up, though. Um, I wouldn't say that. I'm just kind of holding par. Like, you know, I'm I'm waiting to make my move. I haven't made it yet. Right. When I, you slip up from behind me and just freaking slip right in. And I'm just going to slip up behind you. <laughs> I'm going to pull your pants down. Right. And just give it to you. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> no, I feel like you're you're gonna sneak up behind me, just nice and quiet. Those are the best. I'm not even to sneak up behind you. Kyle. Yeah, I'm not even gonna hear you coming, and then all of a sudden you're just gonna blast, bam, right <laughs> past me, dude. And or you know, in you, or, or <laughs> either way. <laughs> uh, no, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting to see kind of how this how this plays out. I feel like well, it's, the lead while you do have a a nice little lead it's it's by no means insurmountable the the challenge for me right now is that i can't let i can't let up because if you go on another run it may start to get difficult for me right because i i'm gonna it's kind of like right now left buddy right right now we're in the first quarter and the first quarter is like it's got about three minutes left in the first quarter right and i'm down like 10 so, mm. but not literally, because it's it's eleven point four to seven now, right? Yeah, so I'm down. Well, figuratively speaking, I'm down ten, like in a basketball game. Right, I got gotcha. you. So I gotta, I just gotta come out in the second quarter. I gotta close the gap. Right. The coach needs to bring you into the huddle, give you a little talking to, send you, smack you on the ass, and get you back on and, the court. Dude. And I will be honest, it has not been from lack of effort. Right. I've been out, you know, looking for that fish. I I haven't fished a ton i would say i've had some times where i think you fish more than me i think you're playing a little bit of the volume game at this point um you've also you've, i don't know if you've that's also true. dipped your balls in the honey hole a couple times that i haven't even been to that's your own fault dude that's your own <laughs> damn fault i'm not gonna i mean i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go take the easy route and just go be going to the money stretch and be trying to get <laughs> that's 18s exact, that's exactly <laughs> what you've been trying to do no, I haven't. I haven't even went there once. Oh, that's your own fault, dude. What? I mean, hey, you've been, you're obsessed all with I'm tournaments saying is and the, All I'm saying is the money stretch is very small. And I know don't there's think a that lot I've, of fish there. I don't think I've fished more than I'm you. I'm pretty sure that your lead consists of one trip to the money stretch. We'll see. But here's I, what I, I... pray for your freaking good luck and here's good what fortune, I, dude. Here's what I am going to give you. I, I'm going to give you props. You have two 20s this year, which is a very big accomplishment Although they're both on conventional, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, half credits. Uh, I d- we did get a message from this guy. I don't even think he listens to our podcast. But he just tags me in photos. Uh, he's like, he's like, oh, I didn't realize you guys were. I thought you guys were keeping track of twenties, not eighteens. Yeah, I saw that. I guy. was like, oh, uh, hey, no. I was like, screw that guy. <laughs> I was like, no, I for sure got a little bit mad when I saw. I was that like, message. no, they're eighteens. He's like, oh, I was like, twenties around here are hard to come by. He's like, yeah, I know what you mean. We're lucky if we catch one every time we go out. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got it. <laughs> yeah, we catch one. I mean, I don't know. No comment there, dude. Don't you I, dare. I comment. don't. Th- I don't care who it is. 
there are very few places in the country where you can count on a Well, he lives in an area where I would say it's probably true. He yeah, lives in maybe. like Tennessee, East Tennessee, which is like Maybe. Yeah, there's a lot of 20-inch fish down there, but Maybe. You know, I don't know, dude. I mean, it's just different areas different or different areas have different capacity for sure. So, what I was my point was when I was trying to recall in our last podcast was I wanted to know how many times we've been out since then. I know at least we had our trip. Um, we did. Uh, oh yeah, so that was a really fun trip. Um, it was slow, kind of shitty weather. R- yeah, Chris. Like, I don't even remember how I got. Oh yeah, I remember. I uh, my wife was a little inebriated, and I leveraged that to be able to go because I had just gone like on Friday and uh, had a tournament. And then we ended up going. Which, how did you do in the tournament, by I'll, the way? I'll talk about that here in a second. All right. Um, and then uh, we ended up going. It was rainy. Chris texted me at like 11 at night. He's like, hey, dude, you want to try to go tomorrow? And <clears throat> we ended up going. And it was uh, kind of a crappy day. It was cold. It was wet. Um, but, man, it was, what, maybe like 45 minutes an hour into the trip. And you nailed that 20. You missed one that you were, like, super jazzed about. Yeah. And then, like, the next cast, you nailed that 20. I can still 20. picture it. I can still picture the one I missed. I could see it it like a movie in my brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are two fish from that trip that I missed that, yeah, both of them I'm playing like a movie. Well, that the second one, the one you caught, you we were in a really, really fast area. I was I was surprised that we got those eats at that on that day. Right. And there was like no stopping the raft. Like it was like, you know, it's going Chris, you know, does the trademark. He bails, jumps out of the raft into the river and he's landing this fish. And I finally got it stopped and right. I looked back. I just got and, the fish close enough to me, stabbed it with my knife, <laughs> made sure that it was dead. It. Yeah. Gaffed it, hauled it up to the shore. Yeah, for a full sash, we did. But it was a. Uh, I Whoa. would say it was the smaller of the two twenties that you caught. At least, yeah, I think so. Yeah, that first twenty, whew, buddy, that was that was a big and girthy girl. That one, that one showed up well on camera. The first one, for sure. Yeah, it was a big fish, but, but this uh, one was no slouch. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, I was, was pretty. You know, obviously, any twenty inches. Yeah, pretty jacked on, but so we're like fine. We found that fish. In the current, aggressive eat. 45 minutes in, we'd already caught a couple smaller fish. And then we switched positions in the raft. And then what? It wasn't 10 minutes later. Yeah. I smoked a 19. I was all super jazzed about it. But I, it wasn't just that fish I was jazzed about. I was like, dude, this is going to be a day. Right. And then uh, we caught maybe, what, four or five short fish. Right. And then proceeded to go on a long dry spell. Yeah. Like three-hour dry spell. Uh, Yeah. I mean, definitely definitely at least an hour and a half before we caught another one. Yeah. And then it was like a couple short fish and then another a dry spell. And I think, you know, the rest of the trip, there's really nothing to even talk about. We caught more fish. I mean, I think we – how many did we end up catching? Like 15? Yeah, it was just not great. It wasn't great, but I mean, it was also, it went from 70 degrees to like 45 degrees and rainy. Well, and you know, that was what I was going to say was the, the, uh, 
I think afterwards we kind of were like, we were right on the cusp of that low pressure system and we caught them right. Those two big fish we caught were like right as they were, because they were, they were feeding fairly aggressively, even the smaller fish we caught before that. Right. And then it was like, went from 12 to midnight. Like it was like, they were great. 12 to midnight. It's the same thing. Six to midnight or six midnight, to midnight to six. Yeah, right. Yeah. Is that the same? Twelve to midnight. That's the same thing. Six to midnight would mean like you're getting an erection. It could be that. Yeah. Twelve. Yeah, you're right. Twelve to midnight would be 360 degrees. <laughs> yeah. So we're we're trying to turn 180 <laughs> degrees. Yeah. <laughs> it went from six to midnight. Twelve to midnight. <laughs> <laughs> we're from six to midnight. Uh, this beer must really you're, be getting you're fudge, dude. <laughs> I'm about to get laid, boys. <laughs> well, no, it, it's uh, it, it was just shut off. Like it was, it, it, it was aggressively like a, shut off. Yeah, it was like a very, like distinct, like they were on one minute, off the next, and and then we pretty much got rained on the rest of the day and were <laughs> cold and. Yeah, you missed know? a couple of other really quality fish. I can't remember Ca- which caught some which decent fish. Remind me of the one you missed at the end, like two hundred yards from the end point. I missed one right underneath the bridge. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was a, it was a really I was big tr- fish. Trying to remember where we went. Yeah, it came up and ate just completely whiffed but it. <laughs> it it ate like all the rest of them were eating. It like wouldn't commit. Yeah, like we were having a big problem with short strikes. And the week before that, you had, or a few days before that, you'd fished the White River Tournament. Yeah. Freaking failure, of course. <laughs> I mean, it was a tragic failure. That I wouldn't call it tragic failure, but What'd yeah. You, what place did you get? Seventh. Dude, this podcast is about winners. Seventh out right? of 55, dude. That's not terrible. This podcast is about winners. Listen, right? I'm disappointed in my finish, but I you mean, don't need to rub it in. I mean, if you're going to go public with your fishing skills, you better represent. <laughs> That's all well, I'm going to say. I'll talk a little bit about the tournament. Um, Go for it. We were really what I thought was like perfect conditions. We were in a pretty like consistent warm spell. It had, you know, weather was pretty stable. Uh, the water temperatures were rising. I had checked them like kind of two days leading up to that. And it was, uh, I think when I got on the water, it was a little chilly in the morning, but it was like 56 degree water. So it was over 60 by the end of the day. <clears throat> the water had a little, we got a little bit of rain a couple of days before that. And there's a little cloud on the water. I mean, it, it really setting up to be a great day. A buddy of mine had floated the day before and they were both had good days. And I was kind of like, all right, here we go. And, um, man, it just, I, I did okay. Um, I had, uh, 81 and a quarter inches but just like I lost a, what would have been a 20 and then I lost another one that was probably 18, 19 inches. And then literally looking for an 18 fish, 18 inch fish all day. I caught an 18 and a half inch fish 10 minutes after the tournament ended. Yeah. Josh I called a, me. <laughs> he called me like complaining about his day. Like it was just okay. Uh, you know, whatever. He's like, I'm going to fish. I got a couple more miles to go in the stretch until I get back to my truck. I'm going to fish it out. And then, like, two minutes later, he sent me a message. Just F the F word. Fuck. <laughs> and then just a picture of an 18-and-a-half-inch fish. It yeah. was, like, 4.04 p.m. or something, so. Yeah, it was uh, pretty annoying. But, you know, it was just one of those days, like, I thought I was going to find him. And, and truth be known, 
there wasn't a lot of great fishing that went on that day. There was a couple. Yeah, there was a couple guys. I think I the think, winner was from your day, right? No, he ended up fishing on Saturday or Sunday. Um, here's the the deal with that trip. There's probably two problems. One, I was really committed to like power fishing because I pitched, picked a really long stretch, mm-hmm. and I really didn't have a choice but to power fish that. Yeah, I mean, if you'd have finesse fished that stretch, you'd have been there probably getting off the water right now. Yeah, yeah. So, so. I had to, and it just that stretch is better suited for that. It's like kind of shallower, rockier type stuff, and uh, so that that particular stretch tends to have a lot better mid-sized fish, but the upper end fish are a little harder to find. Right. It's kind of like low, high floor, low ceiling type of stretch. And the big fish in the other stretches were just eating. And they, like, there's not a lot of 18-inch fish in that stretch. There's some. If you go downstream, there's a lot more 18-inch fish, 20-inch fish. But there's a lot less, like, 16s, 17s. And, uh, yeah, the guys down there, the 18s are eating and... You know, not much I could do about it. So, yeah. What was the pattern you were finding? I think spinnerbait was like mostly what you've been. Yeah. I mean, I threw a spinnerbait like, dude, I threw, I broke my nice medium heavy rod. And so I bought like a replacement rod, which it was not bad. It's a Bass X St. Croix, but it's heavier than my Avidex. And dude, it wore my wrist out, buddy. How'd you break it? How'd you break your rod? I've just loading my kayak and I just caught it on something. Mm. But yeah. Well, uh, and then, so the most recent round of trips that we had was, um, this past weekend, this past weekend. So Josh went out with his neighbor, Andrew, Josh neighborson. And <laughs> I went out with my, with my bro. We, we went, uh, I went to the flat rock. Josh went to a uh, big blue, which is, which is the big blue sort of, a. We don't use it a lot, um, but it's a little underrated. Yeah, it's a really good river, for sure. Um, but it was a really weird day. I think, so the water temperature was getting up closer to like 55, 56 degrees, uh, at least on the river that we were on. Uh, it felt colder because, again, like it's just one of those things like weekend warrior stuff where the the day that my brother and I had planned to go, forecasted to be clear, uh, it ended up raining quite a bit and it was like 40 some like 41 42 degrees in the morning and it was raining so they dumped like probably a half an inch of water on uh, the area where we were fishing and it was cold water so we weren't really didn't have high expectations for the day by any means when we got on the water and what we ended up getting was a really unique situation that smallmouth anglers find themselves in only for like a couple weeks out of the year uh, and it's a very like specific thing to look for, uh, but when it happens, you pretty much know. Uh, so when we got to the river, we quickly realized that the fish were spawning. So they were, or at least preparing, like shifting into I the call it frame like of spawning. The very, very, very beginning of the spawn. Yeah. So like uh, the biggest thing was um, the areas where they were holding was were different. So they were. You know, more of those, like, less current, kind of shallow, flatty-type spots. 
um, with some protection. So like any sort any sort of like log cover or like stick or anything like that um, was kind of the areas we were finding them in. But they were doing this thing where like when they eat, they my brother and I were just calling it uh, hit it and spit it. So like they would just bump it out of the way. You know, that was a really non-committal eat, just kind of bumping it with their nose or just really short striking it. Um, to the point where we had like out of the 60 some eats that we had, you know, I think we caught 25 or something like that on the day. Um, and there just really isn't a, a very good, at least that I've found in the fly world, there really isn't a very good solution for that problem. I think that one way people get around it is just like burning a fly. So instead of letting it hang there and like getting like an actual eat, eat, people burn it to get like a reaction eat that sometimes will solve the problem. I don't really like doing that. Uh, I like trying to go to like a smaller fly with like a trailer hook on it. That tends to help a little bit, you know, something small with a back hook on it, uh, that will catch those fish that are kind of short strike and are just nipping at the sort of tail end of your fly. Uh, but again, I mean, all that being said, still my brother and I out of the 60 some eats we had, we caught less than half the fish that ate. So, and that, that day we just really struggled to find size. I mean, we caught a lot of like 16s, 17s, but anything on the top end was just not, you know, not out to play. I moved one early and I moved one like right in the dead center of the trip, but I couldn't get the second one to eat. And the first one just kind of did the same thing all the other fish were doing, just kind of nipped at it. So, yeah. And we were, we started in the morning and then you guys put in around noon, um, and after we got off the water, I called you and, you know, we kind of talked about it and it was literally, and we were, we were fishing pretty, like there are rivers are pretty close together. Yeah. Only maybe 15 miles apart. Yeah. But two different river systems. Yeah. Um, they're, they don't connect until way, way downstream. Um, and they, they don't, they don't even really connect. Well, they can, in a, yeah, they do connect eventually, but. Yeah. But after the other river con- right. confluences with another, right? exactly. Um, but the, literally, we're getting the exact. It's funny how, ri- you know, smallmouth and a completely different river system, like are doing the exact same thing. I mean, we had, um, I the very first hit that I got, I was throwing a spinnerbait, and um, which if you can't tell, I like throwing a spinnerbait in spring, but I had a fish like. And so I had a, a one of those Z-Man diesel minnows as my trailer. And, like, it literally grabbed the back of it and was, like, stretching that out as I was reeling in. I could, you know, you, like, you can feel it. It feels like you got a leaf or something on there. Yeah, probably. but then I saw the fish. And I was like, oh, crap. And it was, like, probably 16, 17-inch fish. Like, it was a nice fish. Right. And I just never had it. And that defined the day. It was, like, short strike, short strike, short strike, short strike. Like, and, only so much a trailer hook can do. Like yeah, and I didn't even track. have a trailer hook on at that point. Um, I switched over to a crankbait, which I felt like, you know, I saw a lot of bait fish in that river. Um, and I, I tend to think of Big Blue and Flat Rock as more of a crawfish, especially Flat Rock. It's more of a crawfish river. Definitely. Um, but I saw a ton of bait fish, so I tied on a white crankbait and... And I, I started catching fish. Um, I had one really top-end fish. It was 18 and a half. It was big, big old girthy fish. And it it was like one of those ones, like a really nice strike. I saw the take. 
the fish like flash and I could tell it was immediately big and you know your heart starts beating as soon right. as it hits and uh I was able to land that one that's you know number seven dude sp- chalk that up on the scoreboard for one for me <laughs> zero for Chris that day yeah. <laughs> I had one that was like 17.99 and I just I didn't do it <laughs> oh, shit. I was like nah I'm just not gonna do it it was clo- it was close enough where I was like uh and I just threw it back I was like I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna do it I'm not gonna try it felt bad for me no, I not at all. I was like, I thought, I thought, I just want to be honest, dude. Not, I, I appreciate it. I'm not trying to flay out a fish, and you know. you've got pictures of all mine. So you got pictures of all mine too. Don't play that game with me, dude. Yeah, you have. <laughs> I did say I did it. All right. Well, I don't want to hear the doubt. Uh, the only anyways. one that's in question is the typical new one, and I brought that up, and I got flack for it. Chad's like, oh, I, me- I measured it. And yeah, dude. Like, yeah, I saw you measure it. Dude, I know he, I saw you measure it. Dude, he freaking Let me tell you this. If me. this comes down to one fish. Oh, I don't want to hear it, bro. <laughs> if this comes down wanna, to one fish, I'm going to remember I don't want to hear it, man. You Donald Trump sounding <laughs> joker. Uh, but no, the, you know, my solution to that day with the short strikes, although it didn't help all the time, it was to put on a smaller profile bait with treble hooks, and and I was crankbait, you know, cranking. Yeah, you're you're not. I didn't burn it. I was like pretty steady paced, but I feel I'm like still moving pretty fast, way faster than a fly yeah. would move. And I, it was a fairly like, I, it, not a deep diver, but like for a river, it was like probably five foot, you know, diver. That seems to solve the problem for a lot of people. I'm not very good at it, and one thing I don't really have is like. For a fly solution, when they're doing this, where like the very beginning of the spawn, a lot of times it happens when the water temperature barely touches 60. So like the water temperature will touch mm-hmm. 60, and then it might dip back down. Like that moment that it touches 60, something shifts in their brains where they're like, okay, it's time to start banging each other. And then Gotta it's time to bang. <laughs> but um, And then so one way that you can you can fix that problem is by putting on a back hook, like a rear hook on your streamer, or having a, a situation where the only hook that you have is kind of towards the back end of the fly because a lot of times they just nip at the tail of it. Another solution that you can do is burn your fly, and the best way to do that is to fish with a big sink tip. And I just don't have one. I don't fish with them very often. I don't fish a lot of lakes where I need to get down, you know, get my fly way down. But the best way to burn a fly... Uh, when you're trying to get a fish to eat like that is to put on a big sink tip and just burn your fly back to you. And yeah, that, that, and that seems would be to the closest it. to like a crankbait. Yeah, like a weighted fly with even like something with like a rattle in it, a weighted fly with like, you know, zonker tail or like some buck hair or something like that. You know, just Or you can just throw a crankbait. Yeah, or you <laughs> could just go to conventional gear. But burning it seems to work for people. Um, it's worked for me in the past. Uh, and and it works sometimes like that in the in the fall time too, where you have to kind of burn it back to you. But I don't really like doing that. We got a lot of, despite the fact that we didn't get a lot of big fish, and despite the fact that we missed a lot of fish, we did get some like, for some reason, Flat Rock was super 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 clear, like way more clear than I've ever seen it before. And we got to see a lot of really cool eats, which is. You know, that's part of the thing you're looking forward to, like all winter. You're thinking about those visual takes, like those fish that move and flash or that hesitate to eat, and you have to kind of coax them to eat or whatever. So we got to see a ton of that, which was awesome. But 
Yeah, I mean, it, same thing here. We probably caught 40 fish together. So, I mean, it was, uh, numbers-wise, it was a good day. It just, you know, other than that one top-end fish, I think we had 117, and then the rest were, you know, a couple 16, 16 halves, and then a lot of, a lot of, a lot of fourteens that yeah. day. Um, we caught maybe four fish over seventeen, uh, or seventeen or above. Probably five sixteens, and that was, and then everything else was like in that thirteen to fourteen inch range. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the the um, phase that the fish are in right now. Well, uh, I don't know what they're in now. <clears throat> well, the water know. temperature was like sixty, sixty one. Uh, we had a snowstorm for the past two days, which is <laughs> I mean, outlandish. If you're not from Indiana, we legit woke up to two inches of snow this morning, like on the ground. <laughs> it's insane. April 21st. I mean, I think today was opening day of, of turkey season. Yeah. Like, can you imagine turkey hunting in this? It's nuts. Uh, but anyways, would I it mean, make it harder? I can't. I can't imagine that it would help. I mean, I think that they're kind of like smallmouth, though. I mean, when they're ready to bang, they bang. But I think I mean it can't help this this weather. So. Yeah, and I and I don't know what the fish are doing, but I can at least tell you from our observ- observations on the last trip what they were doing, and then what we think they're doing right now. And it, this happened last year where we got kind of a warm trend, the spawn started happening, and then we got a cold snap. Fish came off the beds. Then they went on, then they came off, then they went on. And it was kind of like, I think this is going to be similar to last year to where it's going to be probably another two or three weeks before they really like spawn spawn. Because when, see, you realized what was going on earlier than me. I started getting the short strike and I'm like, what is going on? And they were all, I think for the most part, they were like males. Yeah. They were short striking. And, um. And then about three-fourths of the way through the trip, we were going through an area, and I saw a big, uh, like, top-end fish, like, you know, 18 to 20-inch fish, swim, like, really slowly off this, like, gravel kind of flat area and underneath my kayak. And I was like, shit. I was like, I can't believe I spooked that fish. And I looked back and I was like, is that a bed? And so I pulled off the side and I walked up on, there was like a little embankment you could walk up. And I looked, sure enough, I took a picture of it. It was like, dude, that's a straight, that's a bed. And yeah. I called Andrew over and I was like, dude, get over here and check this out. And he's like, oh yeah, that's a bed. And then I waited for probably 10 to 15 minutes. Fish never came back. So I think, you know, and, and I'm not, I wish I knew the exact, like, process of smallmouth spawning. I know the females and the males both take part in making the bed. Um, I did not catch any fish. That big fish I caught didn't have any red on its tail. Right. So, I guess that fish hadn't started yet. But... I think what's going on is the females are kind of identifying areas and maybe pairing up with the male and, like, kind of picking their spot of, like, here's where we're going to fuck. It's definitely very early on. It's early, yeah. early, early stages. Like, the very, 
I mean, I saw a few beds too, but like very, very few, like maybe like six. And we were looking and the water was super clear. Yeah. We saw maybe six beds the whole time. So. Yeah. And they're, so they're trying to identify the areas where they're going to spawn. They're kind of pairing up with their males. Right. And it's also rare that the smallmouth, that smallmouth in a given river will all spawn at the same time. Right. So, like, they spawn in cycles. I mean, it's I don't think it's too terribly staggered, but you'll get them, you know, three weeks apart. So, you know, I think that these are just the very, the early spawn cycle smallmouth. And, you and know, the big ones probably spawn first. Yeah, and that was, that would explain why the bigger the bigger fish were hard to find. Their mind is just kind of on something yeah, else. Yeah, it's like they're, I feel like the fish that were short striking, they could like, they're kind of like, oh, there's something to eat. Uh, I'm not really in an eating mood. I got my mind on something else, but I'm going to like out of... If I get an easy meal, I get an easy meal. Yeah, but even that, I think it's kind of like their reaction is to like go for that bait, but they're like, nah, I'm not committed to it. Right. Because they're just like, their mind's on something else. Like even that female I saw, normally if it would have seen me, it would have darted away super fast and it just kind of lazily, you know, went out into the middle of the river. It's clearly, it's like... They got something going on right now, and then they're behaving really weird. Yeah, and who knows what the snowstorm is going to do. But I, again, I can't imagine that it's going to make. It's going to push them off. The it's going to push them off the bed for sure. Yeah, I mean, and their water gonna... temperature went from 60, 61 degrees down to, I think today I saw the gauge at like fifty three. I think the optimist in me feels like that could sp- that the next warm up they're going to feed again for a couple days before they start doing this. I agree completely. Again. I think it's going to happen. Yeah, I think this weekend could be it, good. It could be good. Yeah, but you know we'll see. It's I supposed mean, to get a bunch of rain on Saturday. Yeah, which will also help, and we need it. Yeah, we haven't had a super wet spring, but I mean it, we it's, got snow. Yeah, we got <laughs> snow. <laughs> I mean, have you do you ever remember it snowing in late April? I mean, we're in late April. It's April twenty first today. I mean, I don't. I'm sure it's happened before. Well, I'm sure it has to, but I don't but remember it. I don't. Not not like accumulation. We got like legit accumulation. It was weird. It didn't melt by the end of the day, but more like accumulation. <laughs> well, that was a little joke there for the people. <laughs> do it in a British accent. More like accumulation. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> all right, all right, guys. <laughs> yeah, so um, it's just a weird time of the year. I mean, really, you there's know. There's still big fish to be had, though, for I, sure. There's big fish to be had. I feel like they're going to probably, I mean, because at the end of the day, those females know, like, they need to eat to spawn because that's when they expend the most energy all year long, besides maybe winter. But it is it is very, like, like, when you're out there and if you're if you think, like, like I really didn't have any designs or any thoughts that like the rivers that I were fi- was fishing would be in that situation, but it's a it's sort of a it, it's sort of obvious when you know what to look for because when you yep. know like it like Josh said it it isn't like a fish that's like trying to eat it's more of a fish that's trying to move your fly or move your lure and just kind of you know like a I quick don't know head what shake. they're doing yeah it's like a <laughs> Like they do eat it, they'll flare out at it, and they'll eat it. But it, they like spit it real quick, you know. Or they get don't, a lot of with the crankbait. Get a lot choke of it. rear hook. Yeah, fish. They just nibble on the tail of it or whatever. So if you if you see a lot of that that and the and you know the water temperature is getting close to that sixty degree mark, that's a pretty good indication that your fish are starting to make that shift, 
And if you see that, probably the best thing to do is exactly what Josh did, which is throw like a little white crankbait, or if you're a fly guy, uh, either throw on a fly with like a very far rear hook or throw on something like really small and try and burn it back with like a sink tip. It can be frustrating. And, and probably the the thing is like, obviously, you know, this actual spawn can be good fishing, but it you, there's still still a lot of good fishing. It's just gonna vary day by day. Like some of this the time days, of year does man. It, it yeah. swings wildly day by day. You're gonna go out some days, and those females they're gonna be kind of like not. There's gonna be some of them that aren't committed, and they're gonna be eating like that one that I caught, the big one. It was like clearly like in feeding mode, and then you're gonna have some that are more thinking spawn and then really the worst time of the year is right after the spawn right so up until we know that they spawn once in indiana last year i know for a fact they spawned the first week of may that was like the big spawn yep um so up until probably like middle may like you still have a chance to go out and catch some really really big fish um so yeah, it's a interesting time, man. Yeah, interesting I mean, it's a, time for you know, sure. I, I've had a pretty good spring. I mean, so far, it's. I'd been, say, dude, two twenties. Yeah, so have you? I Take mean, it, been, bud. I got one. You've been, you've had a good spring too. I would say my spring has been very average, mediocre. Yeah, it's been okay. I haven't had one really good day yet. I keep waiting for that. I keep waiting for the breakthrough day where I go out and smoke like. Four eighteen, like fifty fish. <laughs> well, I've had those, but I'm talking about days where I go out and smoke oh, like fifty yeah. fish. And it's we like, haven't had that yet. Even if they're not big, but like you know, smoking fifty fish would be nice. Yeah, I think back on some of the trips we've had, some like some of those type of trips. Right. I feel like some of them, you know, specifically. Uh, I remember the week of the mini marathon. When is that? It's in May. I was going to say it's rarely in April that you get a trip like that. I feel like. April's more of like a few lower numbers, but a few a couple of big like top end fish is like an expectation. So mini marathon, it's like like May tenth time frame. So is it May tenth? Well, I mean, I don't. It's not always May tenth, but it's like that first week of May, or like maybe the second Saturday in May or something like that. Well, I remember there's a couple trips that like really really stick out in my mind. Mini marathon weekends usually pretty good. Yeah, because I remember running a couple times, and I was like, "Dude, I would, I need to be fishing." Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we had. I'm just. I'm trying to think those but it years. Is. What, what? Where we were at in relation to the spawn. You know. Well, it's probably not the same time every year. I mean, but yeah. maybe they were spawning fish that we were catching that we had huge days on. Maybe that's why. You remember the time we were on in the boulder field and yeah. caught them every cast but for like... That was in June, though. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember. It was in June. We'll have to look this up afterwards. Yeah. Yep. But anyways, dude, anything else? What's go- Dude, you sold your boat. You're freaking jetless right now. Yeah, I haven't technically did the transaction yet, but I'm supposed to tomorrow. The guy just messaged me, actually. Um, 
Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, we're we're we got a raft sponsor coming in. So what's up? What's up? Yeah, River, River Rat, Rat. And so I'm gonna, <laughs> Chris. I was talking to him last night about that. But he's like, so I'm guessing you're gonna go ahead and keep this boat. This is yours. I'm like, no, I'm. I am gonna keep it at my house because uh, he already has a raft. Um, but yeah, we were talking about different things. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel like the. You know, I'm. I got other plans for a jet. Probably next season. Um, the I got a tournament coming up in a couple weeks. The second of that GRBY series. So I'm still definitely in contention for Angler of the Year on that. Um, so I gotta gotta got that coming up in two weeks. But we're hosting the River at guys in uh, not in, not this coming weekend, but the weekend after. Right? May sixth. Yeah. Yep. And we. I think we're doing three days. Yeah, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, come guys coming into town, and we're gonna do. We're gonna fish our asses off, dude. Dude, my little ass is gonna be fished off. <laughs> dude, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna give him the tour day, Indiana. Yeah, he's gonna be like, oh man, thank God I'm going back to Utah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't even think that guy's really ever caught smallmouth before. Get ready to live, brother. Yeah, dude, he's gonna be like, holy, especially if they're like hitting top water. Ooh, buddy. <laughs> it, I mean, it's getting ready. Like, I was going to say, like, if this... My brother did catch a fish on a frog last week. Okay. So I, I still haven't caught a fish. I've had topwater takes on non-topwater lures. I've caught two on a fluke that were, like, swirls on top. I haven't actually had... And I haven't really thrown anything that was a true topwater lure, but... That's the time when it, you know, it's getting close. That 60 degree mark, 60 to 65. They'll start climbing the ladder. Yep, they'll start doing that. I mean, I've had spawning fish hit top water before. Definitely. Um, So, yeah, it's it's getting to that time. We got about a month left until our trip. Dude, I'm so freaking hard for that trip. We're gonna. I'm gonna send out a uh, group text tonight get the boys all wet. Get them boys (laughs) ready, dude. Uh, It's it's getting so close. Yeah, I've, it's kind of snuck up on me a little bit. Yeah, we need, we haven't even talked logistics. I feel like we're just way behind right well, now. We got a house. We got so. a house. That helps a lot with logistics. But yeah, uh, hopefully the upper Mississippi is like really really high right now. So it's I wouldn't say it's really high. It it's high. It's too high to fish right now. I think we'll be all right as long as you know as long as they don't get dumped on. I was looking at the forecast and there's like not much rain forecast in the next ten days. So. Give it a chance to come down. I mean, but you know, it's it's springtime, man. It takes one day. One gully of, washer. Yeah, I mean, you it can screw you up. So you just you never know, man. Uh, we'll uh, we'll do what we can, and we'll uh, we'll try to. Yeah, we'll, I mean, who knows? There might be a freaking snowstorm up there in May. <laughs> well, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, not up there. So but. any uh, anything new in your box, bud? Uh, I bought a lot of stuff. Legend um, Elite Rod. Yeah, so I got, uh, well, it's a Legend X. The Legend oh, Elites, they're $650. This is the 500 or $470 one or whatever. Uh, I got, got that in the mail on Saturday. It arrived in two pieces. So Very I was nice. super excited about that. <laughs> That's awesome. The UPS man delivered the bad news over two the phone. Two-piece rod. Nice. Way to throw it back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that one is, uh getting replaced as well and it's should be here any day now um so waiting on that um 
other than that, man, you know, I have a few. Oh, I will say this. Um, I'm going to give the kid a shout out because I haven't got him yet. Well, in the meantime, I'll just say that I've been fishing a lot with the the range reel and digging it 100%. I saw that. Definitely you, a good purchase. Sounds like we might have a sponsor on, on the Not way. They, they they straight up, uh, we, we gave them a sale. One sale. <laughs> we did. Worth it. And whoever um, that was that mentioned us when they bought the reel, thank you. Dude, thank <laughs> you. Um, no, it was. it's a great reel, um, definitely. So one thing, you know, just while we're while we're kind of killing time here, one thing that I've I'll tell you that I've also done this year, uh, which I, I've kind of always done, but this year especially because there's like weird conditions and we've got way way more clarity in the water than we've had in years past. The value of a clear, like if you run like a full intermediate for like swim flies, which I do quite a bit, um, the the clear intermediate from Cortland line is off the chain. And I think the, I think the, um, sonar from scientific angler is also like clear tip. Can't emphasize this enough. The clear tip, dude, I have had, I think it makes a huge difference. I had this. Yeah, I was, um, so I was fishing a spot on white lick. Um, a couple weeks ago I got out for like an hour. That's such a weird name when you think about white lick. (laughs) Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like racist and sexual. White lick. White you got lick. That white lick. <laughs> white lick. Um, no, but anyways, I was fishing the spot, and it was like a really weird, it was kind of like the end of a wintering hole, but it was like right before some push water, and there was a pile of rocks, and there had to have been 15 fish stacked in the spot. I caught like, I caught like 15 fish out of this one spot, but I was so blazingly like, putting my line over the spot where the fish were holding just so I could cast it up higher so that the fly would get down because of the weird angle that I had to take. It was a very odd scenario. Not not how you would draw it up by any means, but I felt like if I would have not had a clear full intermediate on, like if I would have had like a floating line with like a, a white end on it or any other color at all or a you know, floating line in general, I feel like Something about that clear intermediate, it's super stealthy. So, you know, that's something that I've kind of reaffirmed as as kind of being a key. So is that just the end of your line then? Yeah, so like the end of the fly line. Because like, you know, f- smallmouth are not. Fly line, they usually make in super bright neon colors. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, smallmouth are not notoriously leader shy. I mean, that's definitely, especially in like spring when there's. You know when they're when they're eating swim flies or whatever they're they're not notoriously leader shy by any means. So they'll you know they'll chase a fly. So you can run thirty pounds if you want on your fly line, like on your leaders. I mean, but like the fly line, if you put fly line over a big smallmouth, a lot of times it won't eat. Uh, this clear intermediate, the way it slips below the surface, like when you cast it out there, and the the clarity on the end of it, it's it's a huge difference maker. I think that. You know, it, it definitely, it's almost like you're fishing with like a, a 20 foot leader, but you really only have like, you know, eight, nine feet out of fluorocarbon. And then you've just got a, you know, 10 foot of clear fly line. It's a huge difference. That's maker. cool. Yeah. Oh. And then, so I've been do, using that for almost everything. It's like weirdly in the past, I would use like weighted flies I would use on floating line, but I feel so much more responsiveness, like. So what I do is I just kind of cast that intermediate like a cross current 
and I let the current kind of drag the fly line down and I've got like a weighted fly on the other end and you can almost fish it like a Ned rig. I mean, it's like you can feel it dragging across bottom. It's, uh, I've been, I've been kind of falling in love with that, you know, full intermediate with a clear tip on it. I think it's a, I think it's a very good thing that, you know, if you're a regular swim fly fisherman or in general, if you're a streamer guy, you know, you should really look at it. It's, it's easy enough to cast. It's not like a full sink tip. It's like hard to, hard to get back or like a, it's somewhere in between like a, like a floating line and a sink tip, that full intermediate, you know, can't say enough good things about it. So cool. Um, well, what I was going to mention while I was looking it up, I'm going <clears> to <throat> give the guy some anonymity, but <clears throat> I had a patient of mine who, younger guy, started talking. He's into fishing. I tell him about our podcast. He thinks it's super cool. One thing leads to another, and we end up making out. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> he, uh, he was like, yeah, dude, I make lures. And I'm like, oh, that's cool, you know sent me some pictures of him. He was like, text me pictures. And I bought a couple of them off of him. He made me two custom balsa topwater lures. And I told him exactly how I wanted him painted. And he nailed it. So I still haven't picked them up there at moving. He dropped them off. He lives in Zionsville. So nice. he dropped them off at moving waters. And uh, I was like, just name drop me, bud. They'll know who I am. <laughs> they know me. <laughs> uh, but, Everybody uh, knows your name. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'm waiting to get those. I'm pretty excited for really just top water season in general. Having a couple, it's like a double prop balsa deal. It's gonna be nice. Nice, dude. Um, very so, yeah. cool. So, what do you? How do you rate your beer, bud? All right. So this is a very impressive beer. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I would say this is more of a summer beer. Um, it would be perfect for like hot summer day. American pale ale. It's an American pale ale. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it a, um, what did I give my last one? Do you remember? Um, I, I, I think it was a 20.75. I think that's what you did. Yeah. This one's close. Really? Yeah. Cause you've been giving me bitter beer face the whole time. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go. This one's going to be a 19 and three quarter. So I'm actually fully enjoying this one too. I'm going to give mine 18 and a quarter. Okay. So, I like it. Yeah. I thought I actually really enjoyed it. Um, That's nice. It was like right up my alley. So. Yeah. And this is a, mine's a little bit lighter beer. I think, like I said, more of a fruitier. Uh, it's got a little hoppiness to it. It's, it's a good beer. Um, Thanks, Steve. We appreciate it. Shout out to you, bud. Um, he's a, he Shout works. Steve. What's up, he dude? works for Wilderness Systems. He's a good guy. Um, hashtag Wildy, dude. Hashtag, hashtag Wildy, bud. Um, but yeah, I think that's all I have, man. Do you have anything else? No, nothing else. I hope that we we're gonna crush uh, him here in a couple weeks. I I leave for California on Sunday, so I'll be gone the entire week. And I was trying to not tell you because the last thing I want is you send me pictures dude, of eighteen. I've got so you much catch. stuff at work right now that. It's not it's going to be tough. Don't I, fish. I probably won't. Uh, uh, I'll just be so lonely without you. Dude. <laughs> I'll just be lo- so lonely and sad without you. Me too, dude. I'll be sitting in that hotel room just crying, <laughs> just sobbing. <laughs> Tell me, send me a FaceTime. But, uh, uh, yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for having us over for dinner. Yeah, dude, yeah, absolutely. It was a good time. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll catch you guys later. We got a lot of fishing left to do this season. And uh, just, just really, it's, it's heating up. 
Yeah, for sure. It's heating up. Dude, free the fighter. Free the fighter, baby. Thanks for listening. See ya.